Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur Daf Chav Vav in Masechet Rosh Hashanah will begin with the third Perek of Masechet Rosh Hashanah Badin. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like to get the zechut of sponsoring today's Daf, please call, and with the Hashem we will be able to give you the zechut. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. If Betin sees it, the new moon, and Kol Yisrael, and everyone sees it, Nechkeru Ha'edim, V'lo Espikel Oman Mekudash, Al-Shecha If everyone saw it, or if the witnesses got interrogated and we didn't get a chance to actually sanctify it till it gets dark, Harezim Ubar, it's too bad you didn't get a chance, so then it becomes a leap month, and you end up having a pregnant month and a 30-day month, not 29. If Betin only saw it, let's say there's no other witnesses, only the Betin saw it. Two of them should get up and say, and testify in front of the others, right? Let's say three people saw it and they are the Betin. Two of them should get up and they let them leave two of their friends, two other guys, to join the Betin in order for them to testify. And they'll testify in front of them. And then they could say that the Betin who is sitting will say, Mikudash, Mikudash. Because when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, we cannot have a Betin by himself. To say Mikudash, you need three people. That's why you put three other people with him, Rashi says. Okay. Says the Gemara, Why do we have to mention that Betin saw it with Kol Yisrael? So it says the Gemara, Right? Why do you have to mention that also? The Rubatin Vichol Yisrael. The point is that even though Betin saw it, they can't do it, right? If it got dark. It's Rich. I mean, I would have thought that Rubatin Vichol Yisrael El Farsamila. That. If everyone saw it, then already it's known. We don't need to say mikudash mikudash. In other words, you might have, if it would have only said, the Gemara's question here was, what, what, in the first case, why couldn't it have only said ra'u uh, betin? The betin saw it, and we didn't get to say mikudash. In other words, betin saw it, so there's no question about whether you saw it right, because we all saw it ourselves, but we didn't get a chance to say mikudash mikudash. Koyisel is telling you that you might have thought that if Koyisel also saw it, maybe that would be enough since the point is that everyone hears that we said it, but here everyone knows it, so maybe we don't need to do it. So Koyisel still need to do it. Says the Gemara, Once we already said the case of Ahubet and Koyisel, Why do you have to tell me the next case, which is 
that you, why do you have to tell me that next week? The, the same case, you tell me, oh, by the way, we also interrogated the witnesses. This is what it comes to say. Case number one is, case number two is, Betin didn't see it, but we interrogated the witness, and we didn't get to speak along with the Lord, so the Lord says, that, so there's, there's actually a second case. Once we already said that if you didn't get a chance until it gets dark, it's Mubar, why do you have to mention that you that you interrogated the witnesses? Mubar says, no, it's the week. I wouldn't need, I still need it. Why? Sal I would have thunk. Let's say that once we interrogate the witnesses, that is like the starting of of the Procedure, and that's like the end. For the Kachibelelia, and if so, since he started already, you should be able to do it at night. The halacha by mamonot is that you're allowed to start a money din during the day, and you can finish it at night as long as you started. Maybe you would think maybe you're allowed to do it at night because you started already during the day, and that's all I have to tell you. Even though they're kiruah dutam. Still, you can't finish it at night. The first case doesn't mention that you, that you interrogated the witnesses. But the second case mentions that interrogated the witnesses. And therefore, the chidush is that even this case is not allowed to be mentioned at night. Well, that sounds like a good, good thing. Perhaps, perhaps we actually can. Perhaps we actually can do it at night. Amar Kral, the Pasuk says, Ki hok li because it's a chok, Lisael, Mishpat, it's a judgment, Lelohe Yaakov, for the God of Yaakov. Ema to have a chok, when is it a chok? Vigmaradin, at the end of the judgment. Just like Mishpat is only during the day, therefore the whole thing has to be during the day, nothing at night. Beautiful. Okay, we're at the two dots over here. Ra'u Batin Yamuch time. Okay? If you look at the four lines at the bottom, mm-hmm. four lines before the widest lines. It says the Gemara, why do you have to serve as witnesses? Why do the judge have to hear it? If they saw it, why do they have to testify? Why does hear, what makes hearing better than seeing? If they saw the moon, they have to testify about it, let them just talk, let them just decide. You're right. The case is that they saw it at night. And therefore, at the time when they saw it, they're not able to testify. Now, According to this, if they night. saw if they saw it during the day, let's say you saw it at the beginning of the of the morning, they'd be able to just do it automatically. Some sort of halakha, you're not allowed to testify at night. Is that what it is? Yes, you're never allowed to. You're never allowed to sanctify the moon at night. That's the reason why we don't do you don't do yalevevo at night. If you didn't do yalevevo, you don't have to go back at night. So you could see it, but you but you have to. If you see it, it's fine. But the next morning, you have to come and testify. Right. 
right? And that, therefore, the, the, the judges themselves cannot automatically just go with their knowledge because then they're going with what they know from before. They have to know, have to have seen, if they see it now, in theory, if the, if the moon was out during the morning, let's say the early, early morning, they're able to see it and then say, Mikudash, they wouldn't have to testify. But being that it was only out at night, and now they have to remember what they saw, that they, they remember what they saw, you have to testify, and that's why they have to testify. <coughs> if three people saw it, and the other time, two have to get up leave the other guys by them. Am I, why? Why can't we say that seeing is not better than, see, than hearing? If you want to tell me this case is also the same as the case before, Sefer is usually the end of the Neeman The Sefer is going to teach you that you the chiddush of this case is not about the fact that they have to get up and testify, but rather that the guy sitting when he's alone is not enough to say mikudash mikudash. That's the chiddush, not about them, but about the about the the, the testifier. Why? Salkadet when I might have thunk that. Since we said that money cases are three, if the guy was an expert, he could do it even alone. Maybe you think this is like a money case and you could possibly do it alone. They have to have, these guys have to, sit, have to get replacements and they have to sit. So who told you that? Maybe it's actually the rule that you can use one guy. We know that there's no bigger expert in Moshe Rabbeinu. Because, and Hashem told him, you need to have Aaron with you. The fact that they threw Aaron Kohen in there was telling you that you need at least two people, which of course has to be three because you can never have an even betin. And therefore, since they mentioned Aaron, obviously you need to have more than one person doing the Rosh Chodesh. And that's how we know that, that it can't be done, even if you're an expert. Okay. Lememra de Edna said, are you telling me that the witness could be a Dayan if he wanted to? If so, our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Kiva. Now, we didn't say over here, welcome Chaim, we didn't say over here that the, the, the witness is becoming a judge. It's not true. But what we did say is that, let's say there's three people on the Betin, and all three people saw the moon. We need two of them to be witnesses. So two of them get up to testify. But the third guy could still sit. That means even though he saw the moon and he knows what's going on, he is allowed to sit and be, be a judge. That means Ed, a, a possible witness, I'll take out water here, thank you. That means that a possible witness can be a Dayan. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you come up to, okay, Mike will get you one. Good. Mike will get you one. Yeah. Um, the Dayan you will write. 
Sanhedrin shalau echad shaharak at the nefesh. The mission is not like a Bikiva. Because the Gemara says, let's say we have a case where the, um, the Sanhedrin saw somebody getting killed. Okay? You have the case? Thank you. The Sanhedrin itself of 71 <coughs> saw Reuven kill Shimon. Okay? So, Gemara says about that. Some of them could be edim, some of them could be some of them could be, could be judges. So they decide, okay, we have uh, 30 guys who saw the murder, okay, you two guys are witnesses, and you 23 are going to be the judges. That's the very important. They could all be witnesses. Because once you saw the thing, you can't be a judge. Right? So therefore we see that our Mishnah which is allowing the guy who saw the moon to be a judge, could not have been written by Rabbi Akiva. Because it was Rabbi Akiva, he wouldn't let someone who saw the, saw the action become a judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't that uh, disqualify someone from being a judge? Like, don't we know that they, you don't want them to be biased in any way, shape, or form? Right, so According to Rabbi Akiva, that does. According to Bitafon, it doesn't. Because just because you saw it, doesn't mean that you can't be... A, I, I saw the murder. We, we, we don't necessarily know that that's the case based on this. We know that we know that that's the case based on this. If you're a Dayan on the Sanhedrin, right? That, that's the example they use. Not 70 regular guys saw something, 50 regular guys. They're saying these were all people. These the are all judges. They're all, all judges. they're all regular judges. Right, so. And they saw the murder, mm-hmm. right? And Rabbi Kiva is not letting them, any of them become. They, they, he's saying, since you saw the murder. We need a replacement. So yeah. according to Rabbi Akiva, so you're according to sure, other man. guys, right. Rabbi Akiva definitely would not have written our Mishnah because our Mishnah sa- sounds like the judges who saw the moon are still allowed to either pick their choice. Do you want to be a witness or do you want to be a judge? Sounds like you could be a judge, right? But uh, but our Mishnah could have been written by Rabbi Tarfon, who is allowing. But also the case of murder is different than the case of the moon. One is like, all right, I saw the moon, it's a moon. The other one is you're judging someone's life. That's there, There's no way to be unbiased towards that. You know, where we say the Dayanim have to be, they, right. they can't have, you, you can't have, um, even if the guy offers uh, a, a bribe or comes dressed in a certain way, you can't let them be Dayanim anymore because we, that's going to well, sway we, their, we, their we, judgment. We and take we take the the, the Chodesh very seriously. So well. same same way as t- the we take, we take it very seriously. Test the question is: This is something that's objective, not subjective. It's an object. I saw the moon. I know? saw the murder. Right, but then that how can you give anyone kav zakhut? This is between, this is a person's life, and you know. So you, I mean? Are you asking on Rabbi Tafon? I'm asking on Rabbi. This could still go according to the Rabbi Akiva because you can't compare murder to a moon. One is objective. One is going to definitely be. You subjective. want to say Rabbi Akiva who does a let? One is just more serious. That's what you said. No, 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 no. One is subjective. Like let's say let's say you see someone murder somebody, right? Now again, you're biased towards this guy being the murderer, even though it could have been self. It could have been a million things. Self defense. You don't know, right? I you walk in, boom, right. guy pulled the trigger, killed the guy. Well, There's a million different factors, but you're well, biased already because you see the guy killing him. That is what the Gemara is going to say. Nice. Well, uh, I feel it could still be the Bikiva. Ad can look on the Bikiva. When did the Bikiva say that you can't be a judge? Hata, that's only over there. That's by, by capital cases. That they will judge the congregation. And it mentions that you should save them. 
which means that in certain times you might have to save the, the, the guy. Since they saw him kill somebody, they won't be able to, to, to look for anything to get him off the hook. But here, I feel I will agree that you're allowed to be a Dayan, even if you are. Okay. Now, the Mishnah is now going to switch to the subject of Mekadesh, the month, to the subject of a Shofar. Okay? Which is another Rosh Hashanah topic. Says the Mishnah, Kol HaShofarot Kishirin. Any Shofar is kosher for Rosh Hashanah, to blow. Chotz Mishel Parah, except for the Shofar of a cow. Because that's not called a Shofar, it's called a Karen, a horn. What do you mean? What's being called a Keren is not a disqualification because all Shofars are called Keren. As it says, When you blow the Keren of your veil. So it says, so Yossi disagrees. And he holds, it should be fine. Rabbi has a very, very good argument. Why would the Chachamim disagree and, and disallow a cow? Rabbi has a good argument. Rabbanan, what did the Rabbanan say back? It's true that every Shofar could be called a Shofar. It could be also called Keren. But, but the, the horn of a cow it's never called a shofar at all. Yes, being called a kiln alone is not a disqualification. But the fact that you never called a shofar is a disqualification. It's talking about the, 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 the bull, right? And it calls its, its uh, horns a kiln. Rabbi Yossi Amalach, the para nami ikri shofar. Is that true? Rabbi Yossi will say back, you'll find that also para can be called a shofar. Dechtiv, v'titav la Hashem mishor par. It says that Hashem will like the praise that I praise Him more than a shor par, than an ox and a bull. Im shor lama par, im par lama shor. Why did you mention both of them? So you see, shofar, shofar, and therefore you see that a par is called a shofar. That's what we're saying back. <coughs> so it says the Gemara. So you don't like that, right? Cause it's no, a, I'm just confused. What did we? Wait, what we said? Saying because the because the, 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 the way it sounds, it's, it's good. Shofar is like shofar, so therefore it's. Uh, you, you saying back. Use. Don't tell me that you never saw the word. Uh, Pod being used together with the shofar, because the answer the rabbis had said is, listen, you're right that they're all called kenan, but they're all called dual names, kenan and shofar, whereas the one from the cow is only called kenan and is not called shofar. Uh-huh. Okay, Rabbi Yossi is coming back by saying, no, there is a derasha, which is not the literal meaning of the pasuk, where we said that when we said the word shofar, shorpar, and therefore. Shor par equals shofar, and that that in itself should be. Out my pocket. 
That itself should be a sign that you could have the word shofar by par. So it says, Gemara Rabbanan, Kidu Rabbanan. Rabbanan learned like Rabbanan. The Amar Rabbanan, because Rabbanan says, My shofar, she'en gadol kipar. That means the shor has to be as fully grown as a par. Because there's a rule. That um, uh, a fully grown ox is called a par, and therefore we're talking about Adam using a shofar, shor, shor, a shor as a korban, and he's telling you that shor par. He doesn't hold of, of it being learned as a shofar. It's a shor par, which is a big like a par, and since he doesn't use it like that, so he doesn't have. He doesn't have that dirasha that's ever called a shofar, and therefore he says you can't use it ever. So a par is bigger than a shor, typically, like. Uh, yeah. So that has to be like a mature shor. Yes. Uh, it's a baby shor. Isn't the baby shor called a, uh, a shor? A, a no. No. So so the, uh, as soon as it's one day old, it's already called a shor. Uh-huh. Uh, in order to be a par, it has to be three years old. And before yeah. that, it's uh, If the Torah asks for a pod, it has to be three years old. Egil's up. Egil's description of of uh, baby a, a, a baby cow. Yeah, but, but short is it's all called a short. Okay. Uh. Okay. Ula Amar, how do you the Rabbanan? This is Rabbanan's reason. Why the Rabbanan disagree with allowing a cow? Kedem Chista. He has a different reason why they don't allow uh, pods used. Not because it's never called or it's called this or called Kelen. Forget that. I have another reason why we don't take a part. You know why? According to Ula. How come when the Kohen Gadol goes to the Kodesh Kodeshim on Yom Kippur, how come the Kohen Gadol does not wear his main clothes with the, with the golden clothes and the, and the, the, the teats and the choshen? Why is he wearing just plain old white clothes when he goes to the Kodeshim? This is his big time. He should be wearing his main clothes. Why doesn't he? Because you can't have a defense attorney become a prosecutor. And therefore, mm. sorry, the, other way, the prosecutor becomes a defense attorney. Therefore, we don't, since the gold is bad for us, because we it reminds Hashem of the egg, of the, the egg, so therefore, we don't want to use that in, in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Similarly, since so if reminding you of the Egil is a problem, so if you blow Shofar don't. with a pod, which is from a, like an Egil, then that'll be a problem. Because yeah. it'll be reminding Hashem of Avera. The same way you can't go to the regime like that with gold. With, with the gold part, you, can't, you, you shouldn't be able to blow with the Egil part. Good. <clears throat> is it true? What do you mean? But we're going in with the dam of the par. I told you, if you're telling me you can't go into the Kodesh Kodeshim with anything that reminds Hashem of anything, but the, the dam of the par, which we're going to sprinkle in the Kodesh Kodeshim, and we don't have a problem going in with that. Mm-hmm. Says the Since we changed it, it changed it, which means we changed the thing. It used to be a cow. And now it's a bud, so you can't see it, so it's fine. Well, it used to be a cow, now it's a horn. Um, how would you answer that question, Mr. Solomon? It used to be a cow, and now it's the first, and now it's a bud. 
Right, so he, he said, no, one's a blood and one's a cow. So you, you bring in a blood, you're not bringing the cow in. So he says, okay, I used to be a cow, now it's a horn. Why don't we bring that, why don't we blow it? I guess they understand there's a much bigger change that took place between a cow and blood and the change between, uh, the, the horn didn't change. It's the same horn that it looked like on the cow, it looks the same here. You don't see the blood when the guy's looking around. It's a different story. Well, you're bringing the actual cow in, and you're leaning on it, and you're doing things. No, 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 no. The actual cow never makes it to go to the They only bring the blood in. Does he bring a shofar with him in? No, but, ah. So the one wants to say that blowing the shofar is like you're in the Kodesh Kodeshim. That's why they tell you that that when we blow the shofar over here, they tell you your thoughts are very, very important because it's like you're in the Kodesh Kodeshim. The one is making that comparison. Amazing. Okay? What do you mean? If you go in the Kodashim, there's an Aron made out of gold, and a Kapor made out of gold, and a Kruv made out of gold. You're making like you can't have gold in the Kodashim? We're telling you that the sinner shouldn't bring it in. You don't bring it in. If it's there, it's there. But you don't bring it in. What do you mean? But we bring in a golden spoon, and we bring in a golden machta. So why are you telling me the Kohen Gadol can't go in with his gold clothes because he can't bring in anything gold? What do you mean we bring in a gold calf? We're saying that you can't, you can't glorify yourself with gold. But the fact that you're using gold as a spoon is not a problem. What do you mean? But the Kohen Gadol wears his gold clothes outside the bedroom, outside the Kohen yeah, right. We're only talking about We're only talking in the Kodesh Outside is fine, which is what I told you before. And therefore, you see, you really see that blowing the Shofar is like being inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. That's something crazy. Shofar even though the Shofar is outside also, but since it's here to remember you in front of Hashem, it's like the Kodesh Kodeshim. Okay. But how could Ula say it's because of Reb Chista? What do you mean? The, the brightest is because it's called Keren. Don't tell me that the reason why they don't like it is because of this whole thing of Katega Sanego. The, the, the Mishnah says, it says Keren. The problem is Keren. The Mishnah mentions that. But there's really two reasons. The Mishnah only mentioned one. The first one is because you can't use a prosecutor to become a defense attorney. And second, also because it's canon. So the Mishnah was only saying the second reason. But there were two reasons. That's how Ul is explaining. But there's not just one reason, there's two reasons. They we're going to explain what that means, Keren. And Shofar is Keren, but Keren is not Shofar. Are we going to... That... That 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 is what the, that was, there was again there were two pshatim. I'm saying, what does that mean? That it's that it's like okay, yeah, it's a horn, but so is every. Like, so we're supposed to we're supposed to blow a shofar. The Torah says, shofar." You supposed to blow a shofar. Now, being that the pod is never called a shofar, from the pod never called a shofar, and therefore we can't use the pod to satisfy. It. Plus, we don't want to do it also because we we don't want to do it also because there's other reason, which right. is okay. So every, what about like a, like a, a, what's considered a shofar? It has to be called a shofar, like like a ram. Uh... Anything that was once called a shofar. So we can see that everything besides a pot. Okay. Okay. Rabbi Yossi Amalach, 
right? And that's First of all, you said it can't be a, the, the, the the prostitute can't be a defender. He'll answer back when he, that's only inside. And we're not we're not. You're, I, he agrees that you don't go in with gold clothes. That's because you're going in the court of Kodeshim. And here you're outside, he doesn't agree with the thing that you that you blowing is, is makes you inside. This thing he said that of course it's a kenan, right, right. All shofars are also kenan, so he answers that also. Abaya Amar. Abaya has another reason. You know why the Rebbeinan allow it? Shofar Amar Achmana. Not two or three shofars. The problem with the par, according to Abaya, is that the, the shofar looks different. The shofar of a horn, every year, you could tell how it grows. So you could see on the on the horn, you could see, oh, the first year, the second year, the third year, the, you see the growth of each year looking a little different shade on the horn. And therefore, since it looks like a lot of shofars, it doesn't look like one shofar, it doesn't end up looking like one long ram's horn, and therefore that's why it's disqualified. A bush of a bull? Yes. Right. Okay. Okay, so it says, but the Mishnah says, because it's a canon, why are you making it up in this thing? Abaya. That the problem is that it looks like a few shofars. It, it says it because it's a canon. Or it says, you're right. The, the Mishnah, which says because it's a canon, is saying one of many reasons. There's two reasons. One, the shofar, because the Torah says only one, not two, or three. And the, third, and the second reason is because it's called a canon. Okay? This that you said that there's also be one, not three, two or three. Came that since they're attached to each other, it's still called one because yeah, you could tell where it switches, but it's still one because it's all attached, right? And this that you say because it's a kenan. All shofars also called kenan. Okay. That's the, the a third way it runs in the machloket. What's the third way? That, that, the, again, this the, the first way is just keren alone, right. just the machloket about keren. Second way is it's keren plus and kategor not necessarily you can't use a per, defense attorney as a prosecutor. And the third way is keren plus one shofar, not three, two, two or three shofars. And this looks like multiple shofars. Looks like, it looks like multiple. And the other rabbi says, no, we don't care about the, we don't care what we don't care what it looks like since it's still one. It actually feels like one. It's fine. Okay. How do we know the word Yovel is a ram? When I went to, to Saudi Arabia, they would call a ram Yovla, a Yovel. When I went to France, they would call a Nida a Galmuda. A woman's Nida a Galmuda. My Galmuda. This woman is away from her husband. Okay. This one. He also says, When I went to Africa, they would call a ma'a, which is an, a, a, a silver amount of things, a kisita. Who cares? That means that when we said a hundred kisita, it means a hundred mea. A hundred mea means a hundred of those small silver donkey coins. 
basically we're, we're corroborating the meaning of the word Yovel plus the meaning of these other words from the languages of France, Arabia, and Africa. Amar Rebbe, Rebbe says, When I went to these cities on the islands, they would call a selling a kira. The Pasuk says that Abraham was talking about, he, I'm sorry, we're talking about uh, using the Marat Rachelah. So Yaakov Avinu says, I want to give me the, give, bury me in the place that I bought for myself, the Marat Rachelah. Right? That's how he wants to be buried. And so you see the word Kariti is the sale because that works from the from the what Rebbe noticed in the island cities. When I went to the place of Khan Ninfi, they would call a Kala a Ninfi. Or a Tanagol, they would call a Tanagol Sechvi. They would call a bride a Ninfi. Maikra, what do we see in the Pasuk? It says, Yefe nof mesos kola aretz. A beautiful nof. Usually you understand the word nof as a view. Here we're telling you the word nof is a, a kala. Beautiful bride is the joy of the earth. Tanagol sechri, amar bihuda, amar rav, amar bishur ben levi. Maikra, what's the Pasuk? Mishet bituchot chokma, omina tan the sechri bina. Who gives the sechri bina? Mishet bituchot chokma. Who gives the smooth ones wisdom? What is that referring to? That's referring to the kidneys. That's the Tanagol. Tanagol has the wisdom to understand when the day is coming. Levi came to a certain town. A guy came in front of him. And he told him, He says, Kavan Planya. Planya covered me. So and so, meaning, had that, this guy covered me. Levi didn't know what he's talking about. He went to ask him to make They told him, he told, the, the people in the Medrash says, when they said, Kava means he stole from me. Can a person rob God? I would have told you, I, would, I wouldn't have, he said, Rav is telling him, I wouldn't have walked out of there without knowing what he said. If the guy told me the guy covered me, I would just respond back to him, how did he cover you? And then I'll find out what it means because the guy's going to describe what happened and I'll know what cover means. Right? With what did he cover you? Why did he cover you? And then I would figure out what it means. And he thought, So the reason why Levi didn't do that is because Levi figured, thought that Kava might mean that the guy had relations with him and he didn't want to hear the details of something like that. And therefore, he, he just went out to find out what the word means as opposed to investigating to figure out what the word means. Another case. But even if he knows what the word means, doesn't he just love to know like how, like, how things went down? He's saying in, 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 if it was if it was relations. Yeah, like if it was like okay, what did he do? Like, don't you need to know the details to judge? 
That's a good question. Uh, he, he stole from me, okay? He, like, no, 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 no. You know, if, he, if, if it's stolen, he, if it's stolen, he needs to know. But being that he thought it was relations, he, he, they were saying that he didn't, want to, he didn't want to discuss it publicly. But you're right. There are, there are sometimes when you have to, when, even if it's talking about relations, if you want to punish the guy, you'd have to know the details of what happened. Yes, they would. Right. But I guess he would, he would have, he wanted to know what questions he's asking before he got before he got to. That's my assumption. Right. Okay. Yeah, there are cases. The Moran said the dream does say that it, it, even in all these cases, you have to know the details. How did it happen? What what what, what the story was? Okay. Lavi had the This is a famous gemara that I just happened to have read in Megillah. The, the rabbis did not know what the word sirugin means. The, the Mishnah over there says that if you read the Megillah sirugin, you're yotzeh. We didn't know what the word sirugin meant. They heard Rebbe's maidservant, she saw that the rabbis were coming to visit Rebbe in, in little pockets of groups, and not all together. And he says, she told them, why are you coming in in groups and groups? I guess she was upset she had to keep closing the door, or something like that. Why are you guys coming in in groups? And therefore they figured, oh, Sirugin means... That you're reading the Megillah in, in groups, which means you read the first few parakim, you have a delay, and then you read the next parakim. Okay. The rabbis didn't know what chaglagagot. There's one of the things that the, that the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to eat before Yom Kippur, because it could cause zerat to come out of him too much, is chaglagot. But the rabbis didn't know what it was. It's a food. Yes. One time they saw the, the main servant of Rebbe, she saw them that she was uh, scattering the purse lane. Purse lane is a type of food. She told him, How long are you going to scatter your chagagot? So, oh, that's what the Korean Gadol can eat. Chagagot. Oh, purse lane. Okay, we got it. What's a purse lane? It's a type food. of vegetable. Do you, know, do you know what that is? Like, or do I know what it is? So like, is it like a thing? Or, or is that uh, the first thing's not. You can look it up on your phone. Oh, the actual vegetable? I'll yeah, see yeah. what it says. Hold on. Did you find it? Any like the herb? Yeah. Any of a yeah. family of succulent herbs. There you go. There you have it, folks. So that's what he can't eat. They can't eat going at all before you before. Inshallah, Chaim, if you end up being going at all, you have to make sure to avoid this camp. Yeah, my son was at the ship. Inshallah. Let's go. Pasuk says, Sisalua, Sisalu the Torah, and it'll pick you up. What is Sisalua? Yomachat Shemuel Amtub Rebbe. One time they saw the Mason of Rebbe. There was a guy who was curling his hair, right? He's curling his peyot, let's say. And she said, she told him, she told him, how long are you going to stand there and misasil your hair? She says, oh, is to turn it over, turn it over. And therefore, that's what we're talking about, the Torah, and we're saying that if you misasil the Torah, you keep turning it over and over, and you keep learning it again and again, it'll pick you up. Okay, well, now we figured out what it means. Another two more stories. We didn't know what the word means when it says, I will tata you with the matai of destruction. Now, this, this is going to mean that I will sweep you out with the broom of destruction. But we didn't know what it meant at the time. One time they saw the main servant Rebbe, the Amr al she told her co-worker, go take the broom, and go broom the house. 
So now once she, she called the broom a tata, so we know the pasuk, which is to, referring to metatai, going to broom us out, means we're going to broom us out of the world. Okay? Now the last one, says, throw on Hashem Yehov, and He will uh, give you parnasa. What, what does it mean? Throw your Yehov on Hashem. I was going with this Arab guy, and I was carrying a a, a, a bundle. And the Arab told me, take your Yehov and throw it on my camel. So they figured out that the word Yehovah means a camel. And we're telling you that if a person takes his camel, his burden, and he throws it on Hashem, then Hashem will take care of us. This is interestingly enough a very important lesson. Very often we think that our burden is our burden, and we have to carry it. But when we throw it on Hashem, we know Hashem is taking care of us. That often uh, gives Hashem the reason to bechalkel you, which means sometimes Hashem is not taking care of us. Because we think that we're in charge. So you think you're handling it? Go ahead, figure it out it's going to work. Once you say, Hashem, I'm not in charge. Here, you take my burden. And Hashem says, oh, it's my burden. Okay, I'll take care of it for you. But Hashem, Hashem, you always take care of our burdens. Amen.